All right, here for uh, episode 12 uh, of OG-san. Um, we are post Super Tuesday. We've seen a lot of movement, um, both with front runners and then uh, the, the others in the group, and um, you know everything from people dropping out, um, others endorsing, uh, a lot of movement. So just wanted to toss it toss it to you and uh, see what your uh, initial thoughts were on that whole whole thing. Well, Bernie talks about building a movement, but a lot of movement is right. Uh, before Super Tuesday, actually right after we did our last podcast, this is post-South Carolina, but then Judge and then Kobachar endorsed Bernie. Uh, Beto O'Rourke endorsed Bernie, which helped... Uh, excuse me, endorsed Biden, which helped Biden in uh, Texas. And then uh, Steyer had dropped out already. Also, he hadn't endorsed yet. And then since then, of course, has been Super Tuesday, which was, talk about movement, the needle just really moved for Biden. He did great in terms of the primaries. I think the one that really saved the day for him was not only the number of states he won, but he won Texas, and it was projected that uh, Bernie was going to do best in California and Texas, and then Colorado, Utah, and of course his home state, Vermont. But otherwise, uh, Biden pretty much uh, ran the table. So the numbers of the delegates at this point, and I don't think California's totally counted yet, but the expectation for Bernie was he wanted to get 60% of the delegates out of California. And he did win big, almost 40% of the vote compared to 20-something for Biden. But uh, I think it's going to be more like 45% of the delegates. So he didn't get the number he wanted out of California either. But that puts Biden about 50 delegates ahead, somewhere around there in terms of uh, over Bernie. But uh, the projections before Super Tuesday uh, was that Bernie was going to be the leader in delegates. So here we are with uh, um, Bloomberg out of the race, and he's endorsed Bernie. Uh, Kamala Harris just endorsed this morning. This is a Sunday, so she endorsed this morning. Uh, I don't know why she waited until after the California primary. She's not going to get much credit for that with the Biden people, although she, I'm sure, is being talked about as a potential vice presidential candidate. But I think that's where it stands for Bernie. And what I mean by that is that what I would do if I was him in the campaign was that I would tell people publicly that I don't only want Elizabeth Warren's endorsement, but she's going to be my vice presidential candidate. That would mean that rather than trying to figure out which of Elizabeth Warren's supporters are going to go to Bernie or to Biden, it would pretty much lock up all of her supporters and bring them lock, stock, and barrel over to Bernie. And it would also challenge the Bernie campaign to widen their tent rather than just try to bring people into the existing tent. It's obvious that he's got a wideness tent, just like Biden has brought in all of the moderates. And whoever's left out there, I'm sure, will probably come his way, Cory Booker and a few others. I don't know what Andrew Yang is going to do. He's on CNN as a commentator, so 
maybe he will stay out at this point. He's giving a lot of thoughtful commentary, so I'm really glad that we have an Asian face and good commentary coming from an Asian Pacific Islander American on CNN about the presidential campaign. But if Bernie publicly said that Elizabeth Warren is going to be on his ticket as a vice presidential candidate, it would not only bring all of Elizabeth Warren's people to the ticket, so that would be a Bernie and Elizabeth Warren ticket, but it would put really Biden in a very interesting position. Because people talked about, well, how did Biden do all of this without getting any money and spending any money in the Super Tuesday states? Well, the smart people in his campaign, and I think there's one other player in the background uh, that really so, sort of put people in motion to leverage their situations if they endorsed per, uh, Biden. So Buttigieg himself has publicly said that uh, President Obama called him and didn't tell him to endorse Biden, but he said he's in a position with really high leverage and he should leverage what's best for him. So I don't know what he was promised from the Biden campaign. Amy Kobachar has been saying, she's been reported that she was promised the vice presidential slot on the Biden ticket. But the saving demographic in all of the Super Tuesday states dominantly was the African-American vote. So I would think that a logical candidate or an expectation for a logical candidate as a vice president on the ticket would be African-American. And I think the best choice would be an African-American woman Although Congressman Jim Clyburn in South Carolina, if he said he wanted it, I think they would have to give it to him because he turned this whole thing around. His endorsement is really the tipping point, the turning point, uh, whatever you want to call it. But what would happen is if Bernie did this, it would force Biden to answer the question, who's going to be your vice presidential candidate? And the interesting thing would be that he wouldn't commit because he would want to keep people uh, not only in suspense, but he can't commit yet because it would put uh, it would put him in a position where he would have to defend a lot of situations. But the irony would be that the discussion around who's electable, who can beat Trump, would then be interjected into vice presidential candidate for Biden because people would talk about, well, who is electable? Who would improve the ticket in terms of elections? And then you would hear people talking about African-Americans. Is an African-American a viable vice presidential candidate in this environment? Is Amy Kobachar who you're talking about? Is there a woman? All of this would make for a lot of discussion internally with Biden's people. And I think would put them and put them on a pause in terms of what to do next. So I think it would be a really good move in terms of widening the lane for Bernie. And if it really turns out that he's just trying to build a movement and he's not that concerned about winning, which I hope is not the case, but if he's really concerned about winning, he's got to widen his base. The young people didn't come out, uh, the numbers that they wanted. Uh, They did well in California, but really not up to expectation. And they definitely didn't reach expectation in the other Super Tuesday states. So the whole narrative that 
Bernie is going to bring young people out to vote is really now being questioned. But in order for Biden to win against Trump, he's going to have to be able to advance this whole issue of getting young people excited and get them out to vote. And the only way he's going to be able to do that is with his vice presidential candidate. He's going to desperately need them. So it's interesting that I think what uh, what happened is if Bernie, and this is in summary, to appoint Elizabeth Warren or declare that she will be on the ticket as a vice presidential candidate, would bring her people lock, stock, and barrel over to the Bernie-Warren ticket, and it would widen Bernie's lane. Policy-wise, there's some differences about how to do it, but not what to do or why to do it. They're pretty much on the same wavelength policy-wise. And unless people are going to be purist about this, I think it would be really a good move for Bernie to really put the ball in Biden's court in terms of putting him back on his heels rather than back on his toes as he are now and burning someone back on his heels. And then Biden would be in the position with the ball in his court being asked by all the media outlets about who is going to be your vice presidential candidate. And a lot of internal discussion would come up in the ironic one would be who's most electable. And the same discussion about Bernie or Biden would then be in place relative to the vice presidential candidate for Biden, an African-American, African-American woman, a woman, or a gay, young male. It would be an interesting discussion and I would think would really give the Biden campaign pause. So how much conversation do you think has been has gone on already. Obviously, there's been a lot of back-channel discussions, negotiations, positioning. I mean, to me, I'd be surprised that they don't have a pretty strong profile of of what each of those candidates brings to their, their, to the ticket. Um, But there's a lot of, uh, there's also a lot of influx, right? So I'm just curious, what do you think, like, how much do you think is kind of locked in already versus up in the air? I think I thought initially early, early on that Biden had already made the deal with the African-American political establishment uh, that he would commit to appointing an African-American on the vice president part of the ticket. Bernie has already said that he would appoint, if the opportunity presented itself, an African-American woman senator. Um but the issue would be put four square in front of people. And I think the debate would really bring to bear this coalition that they have among the moderates. They have their own interests. You know, you notice they don't talk about program that much other than winnability. And they're not talking about health care or the things that Bernie talks about every time he's asked. They're pretty much glossing over everything and just talking about Winability. They're talking about a public, you know, uh, part of the Obamacare. But Obamacare is going to go before the Supreme Court. Uh, it may be a case where the new president, whoever it is, is going to, if they're a Democrat, have to fight to save Obamacare, period, let alone a public 
part of it, a public option, which the uh, medical community and the insurance companies oppose also. So they would be fighting that. So I think discussions are probably more expectation than they are discussions. Uh, if promises have been made, I, I mean, needless to say, I'm nowhere near any of that. It's just a guesstimate, guesstimate relative to what's going on. But it would force a discussion among the Biden people, which would make everybody have pause because are we talking about my constituency? Are you talking about my constituency? Are you talking about my candidate? And I think African Americans would really be upset, and rightfully so, that Biden really didn't have an African American vice presidential candidate because they're the ones, and he has credited them, for delivering his success thus far. So it's interesting because it would really precipitate the discussion about electability again. So the same arguments and the same debate that they're using to say Biden would do better than Bernie, they would then have to internally discuss relative to who would be the best person on the ticket. And interestingly, some of the arguments coming up about not having Bernie be the candidate would be the same arguments that would come up about different potential candidates within the realm of the Biden coalition. So... The discussions relative to things being up in the air all are going to come to fruition. I don't know, not complete conclusion, but Michigan is March 10th in terms of the Tuesday's primary coming up day after tomorrow. And Michigan's an important state not only in terms of the number of delegates, but because Bernie won Michigan last time. And Bernie's going to have to win again. There's a sizable, it's, it's a dominantly white state, I think 70-something percent, about 14% uh, African-American, uh, much, much less than 10% Latino, very little API. So um, the African-American vote, their strength is they're a solid vote. It won't be split with Republican. They will vote Democrat. But who they vote for in a state that really has been affected by all the trade deals that Obama and Biden did, uh, which are negatives. Uh, although the Biden people are trying to say that they saved the auto industry when they were having trouble. But uh, Michigan's going to be a big issue. New York is much, and it's in the next, next month in April. So that's the other big states. So a lot of the other states will be sprinkled through, but Michigan's going to be a real big one. But if there's one thing that this primary season has showed us is this thing changes so rapidly and so significantly that we'll have to see how things play out. But I think the vice presidential and Elizabeth Warren on the ticket, the thesis that I'm throwing out there, it may be a little late because uh, Michigan is, as I said, Tuesday. And I don't know if Bernie people even talking about this. I haven't seen it discussed by any of the talking heads or the pundits. Uh, but there's nothing against him in terms of legally or process. He could name a vice presidential candidate on his ticket right now. Is that historically, have has that happened? It has happened uh, very seldom, but it has happened where they've announced the vice presidential 
member of the ticket early before the convention. Usually it's done at the convention, but uh, it's, it's, it's been done before and can be done again. I know this is your thesis, but what's your, what's your, um, what's your guess? You know, I haven't heard even anybody talking about it, so I don't know if it happens. But if Bernie and his people are serious about winning this race, uh, they need to make something big happen. And the big thing, the only group that could be consolidated with Bernie's people to widen his lane would be Elizabeth Warren's people. And the guarantee to get all of them, most all of them that come with her, to wherever she goes, it won't be an endorsement, or maybe she doesn't endorse, or maybe she endorses Bernie. I mean, endorses Biden. Which would be a death note. Well, that would be a death blow to this. It, at this point, I don't know what they're waiting for or what she's waiting on. You know, she's... I've heard all kinds of things from the pundits and that she's offended by some of the Bernie bro. I don't know what's going on. But if you look at policy, they're, they're definitely cut from the same cloth. Some differences about how to do it. Uh, she said that she's a capitalist, you know, but in terms of her policies, they're right in line with what Bernie wants to do. And that's the only person he can consolidate with. Uh, Andrew Yang might bring some people to Bernie, but that's all that's left. Uh, so whether it happens or not, uh, it, at this point, it won't happen before Michigan. But if Michigan turns out to be decent for Bernie, this could be a big move on his part in terms of really, I think, putting him in a position to force the Biden campaign to have to reassess. So we'll see how this all plays out. But I wanted to make one other point in terms of how Bernie won really big in California and that the Asian Pacific Islander community, the numbers I've seen are that they, they were 30 something percent for Bernie and about 20, low 20 percent. So mid 30 percent, 30, 33 to 35 for Bernie and about uh, 21 percent for Biden. Percent of what? Uh, the vote, the Democratic primary vote. Got it. Yeah, and uh, Bloomberg did pretty well with them too, about 20 something percent as well. So. API went for Bernie, you know, uh, Latinos went for Bernie, African-Americans went for Biden, but African-Americans in California are a small percentage of the voters, but they're a good vote because they're solid. They all vote Democrat. Uh, so over 50% of them voted for Biden, but they're only 8% of the voting Democratic ticket, no, maybe higher. But Asians in terms of Populations, African Americans is about 8% of the state, Asians are about 15%, but that's not necessarily the percentage of the Democratic Party. Right. But uh, just wanted to make sure people knew that California went, for, API went for Bernie. Very interesting. All right, well, a lot, a lot going to happen in, uh, over the next couple of weeks. And like you said, things, the, um, the winds of change, the winds of change, we call them the, <laughs> Mr. Mo, Mr. Mo is That's always right. is always a, a fickle beast. So um, we'll definitely check back in soon when when uh, uh, when the next big thing happens. Got it.